Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Stigler. And I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the America Radio Network. That's right. Each and every Monday night, you can find right o'clock time, eight o'clock uh, on the Central Time Zone, seven o'clock in the Mountain Time Zone, six o'clock in the Pacific, and wherever you may be around the globe, this is where you find us each and every Monday night uh, here on Hope and Healing. That's right, a journey to wholeness, and we're always excited to have you here. And we want to welcome you tonight to our special Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, uh, the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Commemorative Edition of Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. For those of you that are listening to us for the first time, this show is dedicated to the platform of addressing the issues of domestic and sexual violence. This show is designed to address anything that makes you hurt, whether it's abuse, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, economical, whether it's abuse, whether it's abandonment, whether it's rejection, whether it's divorce, whether it's death, wherever you may find yourself, this show is about how do we develop hope? How do we begin to heal? And we recognize that this is a journey to wholeness. And so we're glad to be with you here in this new year, 2016. Here on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, we're glad to be with you tonight. And we pray and trust that you've taken the time today to commemorate the life, the legacy, and the lessons of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Not just a drum major for justice, but I believe a catalyst that was sent down prophetically through time to be a changer of of life and direction of a country, of a nation, and literally all over the world. So tonight, we invite you to be a part of our show. It's open line. We're going to have things in which we will look through the lens and the perspective and principles of Dr. King as it relates to how would he have addressed the issue of domestic violence today? How would he have addressed it even uh, the issue of uh, 
of uh, interpersonal violence, community violence. How would he have addressed those today? And I believe that we can sort through that by looking at the principles and the perspective in which he lived his life and the many things that he left for us. And so tonight, if you want to listen and you want to call in tonight, you can call in at area code 323-784-9638, area code 323 323- Seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you can reach us on tonight, and we'll be so glad to have you on this special commemorative edition of Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. Now, there's many things that we would like to address tonight, and we'd like to look at some things through the perspective of Dr. King. And uh, we invite you to be a guest with us on tonight and uh, be a part of what's happening. So that's how you reach us tonight. Once again, area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight on Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. Now, my cup runs over. I'm excited because there are so many things that we can say about Dr. King, and I'm quite sure there are so many things that people are saying about Dr. King all over the nation today, all over the world. There are different ones as they commemorate uh, the life and the legacy of Dr. King. They are definitely looking into uh, many things that he said. We want to take it a little further today because I believe in many ways that when we start talking about social justice, when we start talking about those things that affect us at the very core of who we are, we cannot talk about those things without including the issues of domestic violence that literally robs us from one generation to another of, of people, of lives, of value, of principles, of wealth. Of legacy, and so we definitely want to tackle that on tonight, and we want you to be a part of that with us. So once again, area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. Uh, that is how you reach us here today. And um, and so as we say that to you today, I want to get your attention. I want you to join in with us tonight. And as we get ready to go into our show tonight, I just want to say this to you: we want to keep it pushing tonight. We want to be able to commemorate this great man. All that he is. And so immediately after this particular word from our sponsors, we will be back to take your call. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Holders. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm glad that you've joined us. Be right back after this break. Healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio LLC. This is the one and only Soul. violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. 
more than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thickler right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, you find us here every Monday night. I want to get right into it. This is a Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. commemorative show, and we want to look at the issue of domestic and interpersonal violence and community violence and all the violence through his perspective and through his principle here. And there are so many things that we could all go all day long and quoting so many great things to a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But I want to take the time to look through the perspective of the things that he uh, that he talked about that I believe that shines light on anything that we can talk about, anything that we can say. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes of Dr. King, and many people might not quote this one, talks about not only uh, violence, but it talks about nonviolence. And Dr. King said these words, He said, nonviolence means avoiding not only external physical violence, but also internal violence of spirit. You not only refuse to shoot a man, but you refuse to hate him. And I think about this because of the fact that this is what we must understand, that we can't talk about nonviolence on one end, nonviolence when it comes to the fact of of how we respond to protests and injustices, and yet it's still finding finding violence being acceptable in our homes. Violence being acceptable in our society, violence being accepted uh, between each other, because that would be contradictory. And so we have to understand that violence in and of itself is wrong. We have to understand that violence of any sort is wrong. That if we're going to stand up against nonviolence, we must stand up against nonviolence across the board. A few months ago, we did a show dealing with the fact of the culture of violence, the culture of violence, and we're living with the culture of violence here in these United States. 
When we look around, there's a culture of violence. We see more clips on YouTube and more clips on Facebook and other social media of someone who's fighting more than anything. Oftentimes, fights where people are being mobbed and ambushed and fights between young ladies and fights that happen with men being ambushed. And so we see a culture of violence that we have come to accept, a culture of violence where we come to accept violent sports, violence in our music, violence in the way that we deal with one another. And yet it's still we want to turn the switch on and off when it comes to the occasional Justices that we have labeled injustice when it comes to what we call the unfair treatment of one of us, a black man or a black woman, or collectively the people of color, period. But I must say that in order for us to avoid, in order for us not to be uh, corporates of violence, we must all practice nonviolence. In other words, there's no given time where violence is acceptable. Oh, you might say, well, violence is, is, is necessary at times. But I say to you that we must understand that violence should not be the natural uh, response to conflict. Violence should not be our natural words, our natural action to conflict. Violence should not be the thing that happens simply because we are angry. Anger is an emotion. Anger is a natural emotion, regardless of what it was caused by, but violence is a choice. So when Dr. King once again said nonviolence means avoiding not only the external physical violence, but also internal violence of spirit, you not only refuse to shoot a man, but you refuse to hate him. That is to the degree where Dr. King talked about violence, and that was to address violence from this perspective. So we all have a, uh, a mission. We all have a responsibility here, because if we're going to talk about the principle of Dr. King, we have to understand the perspective in which he lived, and that's what he sounded to us. There are many only remember that I have a dream speech, but it went beyond I have a dream. He also had a life. He had a life that he talked about in order for us to get along. He talked about he talked about values. As a matter of fact, he talked about peace is not merely a distant goal that we seek, but a means by which we arrive at that goal. So if we're going to arrive at that goal, we've got to arrive at that goal through peace. We have to understand that even inside of family, even inside of disagreements and arguments, those things will exist. But the reality is, is that how do we reach our goal? Surely we do not reach our goal inside of chaos and confusion. We do not reach our goal by belittling or being condescending to one another. We, we do not reach our goal by hurting one another intentionally or non-intentionally. We do not reach our goals by seeking to destroy one and whom we have vowed to love. So we understand that if we're going to reach our goal, it must be through peace. And when we look at peace, the peace that we need, the peace that we must walk in, the peace that we must adhere to is crucial in this day and hour. And so as we look at these things in the perspective of Dr. King, what is it that he would say about interpersonal and domestic violence in these days and time? What would he talk about when it comes to the way that we look at one another? Because I believe that he will say to us these words here, whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. This is the interrelated structure of reality. What was he saying? That we're all inextricably tied to one another. And that until we all give the best of ourselves, then guess what? None of us can be the best of ourselves. And so we have to understand that inside the decisions that we make, whatever we do to affect one, it affects all of us corporately. And we have to be ready to deal with this and deal with it from a very meaningful way. 
So if we look at this, we have to look at something that we have to really internalize within ourselves. Because the same Dr. King said, if a man has not discovered something that he will die for, he isn't fit to live. Will you die for your relationship? Will you die for your children? Will you die on the side of right? It's basically the questions that are being asked and that was being asked of that day. And I would dare to say even today. And so when we look at these things, these things are very important. As we walk, we need to understand that um, if we're going to be the people that we often heard Dr. King talk about, then we must be willing to stand up. We must be willing to live out our lives in a way that upholds the principles of God. I love one of these quotes by Dr. King that said, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy to a friend. And we must always understand that if we're going to be that way, if we're going to love, we've got to understand that love is not something that we do occasionally. It's something that we strive to do each and every day. He talked about change. We all remember when President Obama began to campaign in his first campaign in the year 2008. He talked about change that we can believe in. He talked about change, and he he lifted the morale and the hope of this nation to a new level. But Dr. King said something that I thought was very, very powerful. He said, change does not roll in on the wheels of inevitability, but comes through continuous struggle. And so we must straighten our backs and work for our freedom. A man can't ride you unless your back is bent. Very important. Change does not roll in on the wheels of inevitability, but it comes through continuous struggles. And so we must straighten our backs and work for our freedom. A man cannot ride our back unless it's bent. And it's an attitude. It's a challenge to our attitude in the way that we do things, in the way that we value ourselves and value our lives. And so we must understand that as we begin to do that, we must begin to really strive for something greater. For it was Dr. King that said to us these words, human progress is neither automatic nor inevitable. Every step toward the goal of justice requires sacrifice, suffering, and struggle, the tireless exertions and passionate concerns of dedicated individuals. And we got to be about that today. We must be about uh, getting over even our past. We must be about furthering ourselves. For we must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. To forgive, he who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love. There is some good in the worst of us, and some evil in the best of us. When we discover this, we're less prone to hate our enemies. So when we look at this today, there are so many things that Dr. King said that as we live and look, as we begin to out the creed and walk out the things that he has championed, then we find ourselves on another level in another plane. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin. I'm so very glad you joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network, and we would like to take your calls right after this commercial break. We will take your calls.
You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. This is Thor. Two three seven eight four nine six three eight. You give Jay a call right now. And now back to the show. I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. Here on this Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. commemorative commemorative program tonight, as we are looking at some of the quotes and some of the uh, things that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. has said inside of so many tremendous writings and so many tremendous speeches. And one of the things that we find ourselves at inside of addressing this matter is the fact of, you know, if it, uh, is he was talking about domestic violence and interpersonal violence. I honestly believe that so many things that he said really crossed so many different lines. So many things that he said is so incredibly important to us as a whole because those things were things to, to live by, to guide us inside of, the way to conduct ourselves. Oh, it's easy to talk and talk about the speeches that we all remember have a dream speech and how powerful those things were, how it was a charge, prophetic utterance, how it was a prophetic utterance that went uh, out before the world, and how in many ways, excuse me, in many ways we've seen those things come to pass. But I challenge you because many of those things are yet to be realized. I challenge you because many of those things are yet to even be executed, even inside of this generation. So I want to say to you tonight that as we look at hoping, as we as we say here on Hope and Healing a Journey, this is a it is a process if we're going to be who we're called to be. And inside of so many of the things that Dr. King said, I believe that we must not only read them and quote them, but we must apply them in our lives. We must understand that if we're going to be all that we need to be, then we must be willing to go the extra step of the way. For it was Dr. King said we must accept finite disappointment but never lose infinite hope, meaning the setbacks is not 
you to move on. Because we, as a stand up, speak out against injustices, and then we must also live lives that are not filled with violence. Dr. King said, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemy, but the silence of our friends. And so it's the things that we must understand in, in terms of this. When we stand up for a cause, whether that cause be domestic or sexual violence, whether that cause be uh, breast cancer, whatever that cause may be, for social injustices, we must understand that it is our, it's not the enemies of our friends that we're going to most remember but it's going to be the silence of our friends. When those that said that I'm with you, those that were meant to stand with you, when they are silent, it only takes one thing in order for evil to prevail, and that is for good men and women to remain silent. And so we must begin to understand that as we live our lives, in the words of Dr. King, he talked about the thing, he said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. See, when we become silent about things that matter, when we don't open up and when we don't speak out, when we don't take a definitive stand, what we're saying is that go right ahead. And therefore, our silence perpetuates the balance. It is a silent consent. And we cannot afford to give consent to those things. Now, as we move forward, it's one of the things I talk about, and I love quoting that Mr. King talked about to us. Look at the things that affect each and every one of us. When we talk about domestic violence, as much as we think that it's just a private matter, beloved, it's not a private matter. It is one that continues to uh, to uh, affect individuals as well as communities, families, those that are not even yet here. And it reminds me of something that Dr. King said. And he talks about the fact when we should all stand up and we should all take on this attitude toward being change agents in the earth. He said something that was so important. He said an individual has not, no. He he said these words here. An individual has not started living until he can rise above the narrow confines of his individualistic concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. See, I understand that when we see domestic violence that is affecting literally 3.5 to 12 million children a year, then we have a problem. We have 4 million women that are being affected by domestic violence. We have one in four in their lifetime will be a victim of it, and one in seven men. Then I'm telling you that we have a great concern to be able to speak out about. I believe that Dr. King, if he was here, he would talk about the fact how domestic violence erodes the very fabric of our family, how domestic violence began to, to reverse everything that was ever taught about love, how domestic violence in and of itself is, a, is one of the axles of evil, for what man could hate his own flesh? What man could hate the one that he said that he loves to the point that he would abuse them? So we all have a job to do. We have to be able to ask ourselves a question. What happens if we don't get involved? What happens if we don't speak out? Very similar to what Dr. King said. He said the first question which the priest and the Levite asked as he began to quote the story about the Good Samaritan that we read there in Scripture in Matthew. And he goes on to say these words here. Uh, he said the first question which the priest and the Levite asked was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? See, that's the first question the priest and the Levite, the holy man, asked himself. But the Good Samaritan reversed the question and said, if I, I do not stop and help this man, what will happen to him? See, one that is concerned about their fellow man, even beyond themselves. That is what summed up the spirit of Dr. King. So we need to understand this. 
that we begin to move. we cannot move forward unless we deal with these issues here that are so destroyed us. And Dr. King told us a lot for us to look toward to. He said, history will have to record that the greatest tragedy of this spirit of social transition was not the strident clamor of the bad people, but the appalling silence of the good people. How can we continue to just go around and allow things to happen? We have neighbors, friends, coworkers that are victims of domestic violence and sexual violence and these type crimes, and we all get laryngitis and we say nothing. He said, but you must understand it is our appalling silence that continues to fuel this fire. So that we must understand that if we're going to walk in the principles, if we're going to walk in the statutes, we're going to walk through the perspectives of so many things that Dr. King talked about, we must make those things a reality. One of my favorite quotes that Dr. King said was this. He said, I believe that the unarmed truth and unconditional love will have a final word in reality. That is why right temporarily defeated is stronger than evil triumph. And we have to understand that. We have to begin to have that in our mind and our spirit. We have to be determined individuals, not quick to throw in the towel, but willing to stand and fight. And I'm talking about fight not in terms of nonviolence. One of the things that Dr. King said that is still still very much a part of my drive. He said nonviolence is powerful. It's a powerful and just weapon which cuts without wounding and ennobles the man who wields it. It is a sword that heals. And so we must understand that we have to become motivated. He talked about powerful and he talked about sword as a weapon. He talked about peace. He talked about our stance against evil. He talked about the fact of the importance of getting involved. He said he who passively accepts evil as much involved is as much involved in it as he who helps to uh, to perpetrate it. He who accepts evil without protesting against it is really cooperating with it. And those are words that are spoken by Dr. Martin King Jr. Words of wisdom, words that not only make us think, but words that call us into a greater place, words that calls us into accountability. And those are the things that we must do in this day and time, understanding that if we're going to live the true creed and see the things that are landmark, they were things that if we live by today, we could see very much the shadow of sexual violence and those things, they would just dissipate. But we must ask ourselves the question, what are we doing? We must ask ourselves the question, is our silence acceptable? And I think I can answer that, no, it's not. So we have to understand the part that we must do. We must speak out and we must speak up. One of the things that Dr. King said that I'm still moved by, he said, shallow understanding from people of good will is more frustrating than absolutely misunderstanding from people of ill will. And we must understand the importance of our stand, our values. We caught up with the fact of just harping on discrimination and those injustices. We must also begin to look at those things that which requires our action and our accountability and responsibility. One of the things that was so pertinent about Dr. King, he said, it, he said it may be true that the law cannot control 
make a man love me, but it can keep him from lynching me, and I think that's pretty important. And we find ourselves at this crossroad today in our society. We find ourselves at the crossroad where Dr. King said, if we are to go forward, we must go back and rediscover those precious values, that all reality hinges on moral foundations, and that all reality has spiritual control. And I believe that when we go back to understand that and acknowledging that, we'll see a shift in our society. But when we live in a time where people have denied their God, when they have rejected the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when they rejected the God who, who said, let there be and there was, then I believe that we begin to run into the very, very snares of the enemy. So as we continue to talk a little bit about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and some of his quotes, and once again, Eric O. 323-784-9638, that is how you can reach us tonight. We would love to welcome your call here tonight. I think that we have to look at some things through his perspective and the lens that he said. That he said that was so powerful. He said, listen, he said, I am not interested in power for power's sake, but I'm interested in power that it is moral and that is right and that it is good. And we have to understand that. So many times we want power, but for what? We want power to do what and for what? I believe that we have so much, so much. I believe that today that we have to raise up the standard again. I believe that we must understand our individual and collective responsibility. The thing that Dr. King said, which I thought was so important that it speaks to the conscience of man. He said, one who breaks an unjust law, that conscience tell him is unjust and who willingly accepts the penalty of imprisonment in order to arouse the conscience of the community over its injustice is in reality expressing the highest respect for the law. So we have to look at where we're going in order to fulfill this great destiny we have in fulfilling as it comes to Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And I believe that it's important that we We'll continue to think that need to be said. But I think that it's more important that we continue to live out the things that we need to be lived out. So I want to take another commercial break. I open it up for your calls tonight, Eric 323. 7849638. That is how you can reach us, Eric 323 7849638. If you have a question and or comment, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is J.R. Thickman, and I will see you right on the other side of this commercial break.
If you're listening via internet, you're probably seeing a series of advertisements. Please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in Soulful Talk Radio. By Choice to Fellowship on Facebook is a spiritual, drama-free, judgment-free fellowship forum for light minds to share in encouragement through testimonies, scriptures, music, prayer, worship, and fellowship. It is our desire to be an oasis of hope in the midst of the deserts and wilderness of life's most challenging experiences. We welcome you for prayer requests as well as your testimonies as we collectively operate as thermostats changing life's experience through God's leading in His Word. Join us as we empower lives and shape destinies. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship on Facebook. Through a search, you can find us. If you're listening via Internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the of America Radio. I am in the Harlem too, and I am fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. Worldwide Coast to Coast Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Soar. And now back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thickland. Welcome back to Open Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and we're so glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. That's right, each and every Monday night, you can find us here, right here, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock in the uh, Mountain Time Zone, and I would say to you, in the uh, Pacific, 6 o'clock, or wherever you may be around the globe. Uh, we have been going forth tonight and just talking about the perspective of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Truly, he uh, left a great legacy. Truly, he left us words and principles to live by. And oftentimes, we have turned those things into sound bites and not understand that they could literally problem. There was a mindset, there was framed ideology and his phys- uh, philosophy. And I believe, excuse me, that he was a prophetic voice of that time. And then, when of that time, we must also, in fact, when we look at the things he said, when we look at the things that he did, it becomes our example and a roadmap to greater things. And so I want to look at those things there, even tonight, as we begin to look even to more and more of the things that he said. I think those things are very crucial in this day and time. I think that as we look at the crucialness of it, I think as we begin to parallel that, or should I say, I'll parallel that against what we see happening inside of our own lives and family violence and all these things here, that we can draw some real conclusions from this and some things to live by. 
And so when we look at the fact that what Dr. King said and did went beyond just race, it went beyond just black and white, but it went into the very moral and the heart of who we are as, as people. And so when we look at the things that we must continue to do and the things that we must continue to say, I believe that we have a responsibility it's a, it's, it's, we have a responsibility to be better than that. We have a, a responsibility to be better than that inside of every way that we can. And so I want to just give you a few other things, and then I am going to uh, try to open up the line. If not, then we will we will go into one of our past shows, and uh, we'll take some testimonials and stories from those uh, that have been with us in time past. And I think that we'll find some things that may be very, very helpful to us today. Now, I love this once again, and I think this is one of ones that uh, we 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 don't look at as well. Um, but I think this was very important. And Dr. King said, "It may be true that the law cannot make a man love me, but it can keep him from lynching me." And I think that's pretty important. <laughs> and I think that's important inside of that. And I think that that's that's what happens inside of domestic violence, and just the opposite. You know, the law ought to be able to protect those that are in these type of abusive relationship. You ought to be able to protect them. No, you can't make it, the law can't make them uh, love you, and the law can't make them stop beating you, but the law ought to be able to protect them from doing so, protect uh, you from them having to, to endure those type of things. And so inside of that, I want to just say to you that we have so much work to do. Dr. King said, rarely do we find men who willingly engage in hard, solid thinking. There's almost a universal quest for easy answers and half-baked solution. Nothing pains some people more than having to think. And he was encouraging us then to be people that would press in, to think, to use our mind, to understand that's not subtle for half-baked solution. We have to be willing to make it happen. must be able to stretch and must be able to do the thing that we know that will bring peace. He said these words, we must use time creative, creatively. He said, at the center of nonviolence, that's the principle of, I don't know about you, but I know that nonviolence is a far more greater weapon than violence. I do know that nonviolence is a far more greater weapon than hate. For so it was Dr. King that said, listen, if darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. We all have a responsibility in this day and time to do those things, to live out the creed, to live out the mission, to do those things that are acceptable, those things that will bring life where there's been death. You listen to Open History Journey to Hold This. This is your host, J.R. Thickland. I'm so glad tonight that you've joined us in this Martin Luther King Jr., commemorative edition of Hope and Healing, or Journey to Wholeness. Now, what I want to do inside of this, because um, tonight is one of those nights that I think many people are still celebrating the holiday, and I commend that. But what I want to do tonight, I want to uh, take us back into a show that I think will bless us tonight in a great way. But before I do that, I want to just uh, let's hear a little bit more about wanting to be happy with Kurt Franklin. I'll be right back after this message. The truth can hurt you, or the truth can change you. What would truth do to you? I just want to be happy. But if I keep on doing the things that 
J.R. Thickman. And I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on this special from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, commemorative edition of the show. And I'm hoping that tonight, that even as you're listening, uh, that you are um, uh, very much enjoying our time together on the show. We trying to straighten out some technical difficulties on tonight, and hopefully we'll get those things straight for you and everything. A line has been open and everything. This is a slow night. Not many of those that happen at our time, but uh, but uh, I'm going to close out this hour with just some real good music, and uh, we'll go from there. And, uh, and uh, until that time, this is uh, J.R. Thickman. Thank you for listening to us tonight. Let's see what Tamala Man has Oh, no. 
and you're listening here to Hope and Dealing with Journey to Wholeness. And this is your host, J.R. Thicklin, on this Martin Luther King Jr. commemorative uh, commemorative uh, show tonight. And uh, we've talked about so many things about the perspective of Dr. King. How would it apply to us today when we start talking about domestic violence and those things there? How would it look as we parallel those two things happening? And um, I want to tonight... Um, um, you know, the lines are open, but I want to tonight, I want to take you into an excerpt of a, of, of, of a show here in just a little bit. But before I do so, and I know that we're having some time with some music, I want to just ask a question, and maybe I'll get Marvin to ask a question for me. And I, I think it's very important to hear the words of this. Hey, 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 hey what's up, man? Right on. 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 Right on.
and that proverbial question can be asked by so many, what's going on? And I think we all have a uh, responsibility to be able to answer that and to be able to respond to that. In the words of Dr. King, when we understand the fact that in the end, my friend, the words that we uh, will remember is not the not the words of our enemy, but the deafening silence of our friends. And we have to be able to speak up and speak out against so many atrocities that have taken place as it relates to our lives, domestic violence, what is happening to interpersonal violence, how it destroys people's lives. It, it destroys families. And I, when I talk about destroying family, it destroys, it destroys families at, a, at a, a rate that you could hardly even begin to imagine. It destroys them inside of the fact of their ability to, um, to function, to go on, uh, leaving gaps, leaving unspoken, uh, unspoken words, leaving such a hurt and such a uh, painful uh, emptiness inside of one's lives, and oftentimes leaving the scars of unspoken words and unfulfilled dreams and, un- and, and, and unreconciled differences. And that is why we have to continue to stay on the front line of these issues and addressing these issues and making sure that we are better than that. When we say to ourselves we're better than that, that my response to anger, my response to conflict does not have to be violent. It can very well be that which we respond in love. L-O-V-E is still what God requires and is still what what uh, we need in order to make things happen. So listen, with our last 30 minutes, I'm going to play for you just a little excerpt of a passive message when loving you is hurting me. We'll be back at the end of this message. As soon as this, I think we're still buffering here. And I think that we're coming back now with this particular message. If not, let's see what happens here. In terms of this, just a little technical difficulty tonight. doesn't happen often, but um, it chooses to happen tonight. And so perhaps we will get through that. If not uh, tonight, we'll go ahead and end our show on tonight. Very unusual ending. But listen. You've been listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey of Wholeness, and this has been your host, J.R. Thickman. Thank you so very much for listening. And we're going to end right here. Oh, no.